Welcome back to another episode of the Retro Captacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Nice. Hey. Hi. Oh, yow. Hey. Bazinga. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. I don't know. You were making noises. I wanted to that be was, included. No, that's fair. This is, a, yeah. this is a strange start to a, what feels like a strange Sunday in a, in a strange land. Matt, we are living in unprecedented times again. Yeah, is it again or is it still? Is it, it still? Just feels like the, I don't know. know. Kill for some fucking precedence. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, it's the it's the kind of time where it's like if you did see someone on the street, you know, with a cardboard sign that was like "The time is nigh," you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's true." <laughs> you just give them an. We all know nod. that. Like, yes, it is. It is, sir. Thank you. Thank you for. Yeah. Yeah. We got that covered already. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for those that that didn't see, uh, we I put a post on Instagram. But if those that haven't been watching the news or paying attention, there's been like a crazy flood where we live. Mm-hmm. So much flooding uh, because the area that the highway is uh, built on, in between the city that I live in and the city that you live in, used to be a lake. And then white people came yep. along, and they were like, this lake is impeding progress. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drain it. And it's been drained since, like, the early 1900s? Like that? 1920s, maybe? Uh, something like that, yeah. Something like Freaking, that? So, yeah. Like, if there wasn't this lake here, we could put up farms, so... I mean, they did that, and we, you know, grow a lot of food here, which I guess is good too. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually know yeah. before the flood, but that the area that is now flooded apparently supplies fifty percent of BC's like dairy and eggs and chicken. Yeah, yeah. So there's shortages of all of those things right now. <laughs> Yep, big time. Because <laughs> you can't get in or out of there without a boat. Although they did open the uh, the floodgates, I think yesterday, and so the water's starting to drain back out into the river. But yeah, That's crazy right. times. Um, we uh, we put up a post on Instagram, uh, just sort of saying like, one, we won't be able to record uh, our episode as soon as we thought because we were gonna do it last weekend, and then while we were watching the movie, your basement started to flood a little bit yep which and it uh, continued to get worse throughout the entire day <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we were like it would be awkward to record now and like also pretty irresponsible yeah so uh we were like okay cool we'll just uh we'll do it next weekend you can come over to my place we'll record over here and then nope <laughs> just uh more rain happened and yeah, and then literally they had to close the highway because it was a lake. Yeah, which is nuts. So it's funny to say they had to close the highway. It's like no, the highway was closed. The, the highway, in a way, <laughs> closed itself. Yeah, yeah, it did. They they didn't close the highway, uh, but yeah. Um, I'm assuming someone put up a little barrier saying like, "Road closed I've, due to yeah. lake, due to the lake <laughs> behind this sign that you can Ro- see." Road ends in the lake. <laughs> Uh yeah, <laughs> so um we are doing a, a classic remote record right now. 
Yeah, blast from the past. Yeah, we thought we were done with it, but here we are. We're doing the yep. old the old Skype record, so that's that's fun. Uh, but you know, we're safe, we're dry, so that's what's important. And uh, we put up a post on Instagram um, with link to uh, it's in our link tree uh, link as well. If people wanna um, are able to help out the disaster relief fund. Uh, Mm-hmm. they can go there and do that and if you do and if you send us a dm uh with a photo of your receipt of your donation uh we'll send you our rise of skywalker commentary track that we recorded which is a patreon exclusive otherwise good times just a you know a way to say thanks for helping out uh our community so mm-hmm. yeah that is uh the business up top shall we get into the show now yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's talk about some stuff. Taking care of the business at hand. Um, what have you seen? Well, I've been going to the theater lately and seeing theater movies. Feels nice. good. It's a lot of fun. Um, we do in uh, this podcast like to keep up to date with all things Marvel. So I feel it would be mm, apropos Marvel yeah. to talk about eternals i yeah i went and saw eternals uh last week maybe yeah yeah me too week before whenever it came out i don't know went and saw that what did you think honestly i thought it was fun yeah it didn't it didn't feel terribly much like uh this is another marvel movie it felt kind of it felt pretty different it Um, did feel different yeah um, which, like, I remember last time we talked about Shang-Chi, and we were like, this didn't feel like a Marvel movie, it felt different, and that was a really positive thing. Yeah. With this one, I don't know, it didn't feel as much of a positive thing, but it was still at least interesting to me to watch. That's kind of how I feel about it. I'm like, I, I, I was like, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, which is good, but it also, I don't know that I liked anything that was done in it. <laughs> um, well, woof. Like anything anything that was different in it. Um, I, I mean, there, there were things I liked. I felt like it was a bit bloated. Um, hmm. Uh, and that's probably due to the amount of characters that it had to work with. Um, yeah, I honestly thought a lot more of them were gonna. I mean, spoilers for Eternals. Just saying, I yeah, a lot more of them. In. Yeah, I thought many more of them were gonna get killed off. That they were gonna like pare down the Eternals to a certain amount and then kind of dig into their characters a little bit more. Um, but they're Eternals; they can't die. They have to be in the movie forever. Oh, you know, some of them die. My favorite one died. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's always, always if there's like one. a group of people, and you're like, "Ooh, I really like that one." Ah, they're gonna, they're die. gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting. I don't like have a lot of knowledge of the Eternals. Um, going into the movie, like I know Same, that they yeah. were, uh, like created by Jack Kirby when he came back to Marvel from from DC, and so that's why there's a lot of like, you know, uh. Athena is kind of just Wonder Woman, and Icarus is kind of just Superman, and hmm. um, you know, there's there's a little bit of like 
DC uh, archetypes that he he's using when he created those characters, and there's the super right. fast one, you know. Um. I, yeah, I I almost wonder if like I would have been more interested in this movie if it had just taken place in like ancient Babylon or something like that. Hmm. Um, because those, those were, were the, some of the most interesting parts, hey? Those were the bits that I thought was the most interesting, and then anytime they kept getting back to like the the plot, I was sort of just like, oh, I don't really, you know, it's like it's like we're we're watching them get the band back together, but we're also watching the band come apart at the same time. There's like two. I don't know. I, th- I thought the pacing was kind of weird, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of tough, hard, right? It's hard to put my finger on like what exactly I didn't like about it, but just like mm-hmm. coming out of it, I was sort of just like, uh, mm-hmm. eh. I will say, like, I I really don't. Uh, I really don't look up movies before going to watch them. I like to know as little about them as possible and just kind of watch it with a from a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't intentionally look out anything about Eternals, but I did see like a, a, a headline for an article that was like something along the lines of Eternals is the worst rated MCU movie ever. And I was like, oh, that sucks that sounds bad but then i watched the movie and i was like that doesn't seem fair at all no and then afterward i went and read the article and it was just like so many really bad reviews for this movie that was fine and especially when you're like oh it's the worst mcu movie ever like we talk about the mcu quite a bit on this podcast and you have specifically warned me not to watch one of the movies at all and i still haven't because it's it so Thor bad the dark world that's the one yeah it's bad i it's still horrible. haven't seen it because i've been told it's, it's so bad and never watch I, it i feel like i feel like if you were to tell me to never watch eternals i'd be like that's an overreaction no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say never watch Eternals. I would, but I would say that like it's probably okay to go to the bathroom during Eternals and not pause it. Okay, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And it's uh, kind of part, part of it was though. it did it did feel kind of long. Um, it was a bit long. That's true. I liked a lot of like. I think it looks really good. Uh, I think like because like Chloe Zhao obviously uh, she just won the Academy Award for Best Director and Best Picture last year. Mm, that's um, right. And but it she was- hadn't hadn't done when she started filming this movie but like nomadland is a gorgeous looking movie and going into eternals like you can definitely see that here and i remember when the first trailer came out people were like oh my god look at this it looks so good why does it look so good and she's like cinematography yeah it was a visually stunning movie. absolutely <laughs> it's like it i found gorgeous. a nice a nice landscape and i waited till the light was good and then i, I shot the, the film and it was it was in in like a real location. It looks good because it's not a bunch of people standing against a green curtain, and then they just like put a gray background in the background and a bunch of smoke in the foreground, so you can't see what's happening. Like every other movie. Yep. Which is what uh, the other thing that I really liked about this is I I liked that the end didn't turn into that. The end is like on like a nice brightly lit beach, 
<laughs> and you yeah. can like see everything that's going on and like the camera work is great and the cinematography is great so um yeah i think there's like lots of positive takeaways uh from this movie there's like a really uh normalized healthy gay relationship yes and like honestly there was a lot about this movie that was like really intentionally inclusive um yeah. and like we got a gay kiss i don't know if that's happened in the mcu or really much in disney at all I think if we've had um, a gay kiss in the mcu i don't know if we have there was the very, very brief lesbian kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker that they cut out for the Chinese release. Um, oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that was um, very brief, but yeah. So it's wow, they too cut bad. that out for the Chinese release. That sucks. Yeah, and then I think in the Beauty and the Beast uh, live action movie, which I haven't seen, um, but like the. It's hinted at that the guy that plays Gaston's uh, friend is like le, has the hots le, for the few or something like that. Yeah, they're like he's French. We can make him gay, and the, but then not tell anybody or do anything about it. But we'll just oh, tell people. Right. Yeah, I I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think they did. Again, I didn't see the movie, but from what I understand, there was like nothing in the movie that like really indicates that he's gay. But then in like the press junket, they were like, "Oh yeah," and also he's gay. I think yeah. Well, there's like he's gay I, for Gaston. And, I remember in the cartoon, like yeah. the the wardrobe like eats someone and then spits them back out, and they're like wearing feminine clothing and they have makeup on and everything. I think what happens in the movie is that gets done to. Uh, that character, Lefeu, or, or I can't remember the name exactly. Um, but then they're kind of like, oh, they're kind of into it. <laughs> oh, that's it. And there, okay. and then there might be a scene at the end where they're dancing with, with a man. I think that might happen. I think I saw um a clip of that, but it was like very not over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. No, Eternals. So like a big, big step forward for inclusivity there. Uh, which I liked a lot, um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's just it's hard to put my finger on what exactly about the movie just wasn't wasn't doing it for me. But I, and so I do kind of want to see it again for that reason, just to be like, like what what works and what doesn't. I like the character of Cersei. Uh, I like the character of Sprite. Mm. Um, I think the romantic relationships didn't work for me like between Cersei and Icarus and then like Sprite's been in love with Icarus forever but because she's in the body of a child she's like we can't which like I get why like optically you wouldn't want to do that in a movie correct but like in reality they're like 5,000 years old yeah that was that was one thing I was really wondering about after the movie is like they are Sprite Sprite is trapped in the body of a child, but yeah. it, is it that they are whatever five thousand years old and like five thousand years matured and they're trapped in the body of an adolescent, or are they That's forever what... an adolescent? Because throughout the movie, Sprite does make in like rash and childish decisions. Yeah, I I took it to be like. 
they sort of begin with a certain level of maturity. Like, you see them come out of the pods when the, whatever, fucking Agamemnon or the, whatever, the uh, Celestial. What was his name? Agathoth? Mm, no, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> no. Uh, but he's got a stupid name, like a stupid H.P. Lovecraft name. Um, so whatever he he like wakes them up. And he's like, "I got a mission for you. It's Earth. Go kill all the deviants." Blah blah blah. Um, and you know she's like, "Hey, I'm Cersei," and he's like, "Hey, I'm Icarus." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Hey, we're hot. We're two hot people. They're hot for each other." <laughs> um, and like they seem to have like you know just become sentient at that moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you learn later that like they're actually millions of years old they just keep having their memories wiped every time they do this on a, a different planet kind of thing so mm-hmm. i don't know if if sprite is like eternally adolescent or if like like physically yes but like mentally i don't i took it to be like no they have like five thousand years of maturity because like the other characters all seem to grow and change over the course of the movie. So like it wouldn't make sense for just Sprite to be like an eternal hormonal teenager. Yeah, I mean that was my original thought too, but then just like they do make what came across to me as like somewhat infantile decisions throughout the plot. Yeah. Which really and and their whole thing is that they really wanted to be able to grow up. And so I couldn't tell, like, is that just physically or is it like they have not been able to develop this whole time, which is way more tragic. Yeah, I I always took it as if it was just physically, but um, it's a good point. Okay, so my partner's sitting on the couch uh, listening to our our podcast as we're recording this um, uh, because, again, we couldn't make it to the studio. So we just have to do this how we're doing it so they're they're itching to chime in so i'm gonna i'm gonna sort of uh bring up what they they just said which is um so the because sprite is like eternally in the body of a child likely she would be like treated like a child all the time by everyone Mm -hmm. and so like therefore it would be like very frustrating to be constantly treated like a child but then also just like hard to mature if like you're constantly being talked down to and treated like a child is that kind of did i get your point across good okay yeah yeah oh yeah so like maybe that maybe there's a bit of that it's complex for sure it is complex and like i think that's it is and it is sad and i think like that's why like her arc is to like become human um and, like, the saddest thing about it, she becomes human, then she, like, has to go to school. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was funny. At the very end. And it's like, <laughs> dude, she's, like, lived history. She she doesn't yep. need to go to school. She knows about ancient Babylon. She was there. So, yeah. Um. But, but in some ways, she's also very much, like, a homeschooled child. And so it's like, yeah, she should go to school to learn how to interact with her peers there is, as she there grows is, up so many homeschool vibes yes big time yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's also a good point social education is also important 
Uh, anyways, yeah. Um, Eternals is strange. It kind of almost feels like a DC movie more than a Marvel movie in some ways. Like, I know Chloe Zhao said, like, she really likes Zack Snyder's DC movies and, like, used... Because, you know, it's the archetypes were, you know, Superman and Wonder Woman, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I think it makes sense to kind of, like, look at those movies and be like, oh, okay. Uh, this is how we make a movie about these types of characters, but... Uh, it's weird, but I kind of, I don't think I can say don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would, like, I would, I, st- I would still tell people to watch it. Yeah. I, I didn't like, you know, I'm sitting here going like, I didn't really enjoy it too much, uh, or as much as I would have liked. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I do kind of want to watch it again. Cause I, yeah, that's I'm fair. curious. And you know, I watched Shang-Chi again. Uh, because it's on Disney Plus now, so I checked uh, I checked that out again, and I'm like, you know what, this I think I was a little too harsh on this movie. Up oh yeah, front. like I I well I liked it, and, and I think one of the things I said like the biggest attractor for me was like I didn't see like an an auteur voice. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that in the movie, and I I think I I I think I still would like to see it a bit more. But watching it again, I'm like, no, you know what? This is, there's a lot of really, really great stuff in here. And the worst part about the movie is that it ends with the hero fighting the villain on a big gray background with lots of smoke in the <laughs> foreground. And it's like, I just want to like kick whoever, whoever is on the like environment design team at Marvel, just like give them a big old kick in the ass and be like, just Think of something. <laughs> Think of literally anything other than a big gray background with lots of smoke in the foreground. Didn't Disney uh, greenlight a Shang-Chi sequel? Is that going to happen? Do you know? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Because I, um, I, I would love to I would love to watch another one of those. It's, it's made so much money. I think it's the highest grossing movie of the year. Ooh. Um, or at least it was for a while. Like it topped the box office for a long time, and that was like just as we were coming out of pandemic. You know, nobody can go to the movies, kind of thing. So then right. movie theaters are still at you know half capacity or whatever in a lot of places. So uh, it was like number one at the box office for four weeks or something like that. So they're Oof. it's definitely getting a sequel, and the character will be back in other other movies. So yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, other than that, let's dive into what we're actually here to discuss. I think, unless you had anything else you wanted to bring to the, the class, it's tough because like the intro has gone on long enough that I feel like we should get into the movie. But also, I do really want to talk about another movie that I've watched. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah do it. What, what did you see? Oh, baby, Dune. Oh yeah, I saw Dune. Okay. Whereas Eternals might have felt like it was a bit too long, Dune was very long, and I just wanted it to keep going. I yes. just wanted to keep watching it so bad. Well, because it stops halfway through the book. I know. <laughs> and like at this point, we have okay. Dune spoilers. Also, it's a it's been out since the 
60s you could have read it by now but whatever doing spoilers yep but also i would never blame anyone for not reading it it's dense as hell but this is the third iteration of dune that i've seen because there was the movie from the 80s was it 1984 Um, david lynch yeah yeah the david lynch one and then there was i I don't remember if it was a movie or if it was a mini series but there was another version of dune that was actually the first version i saw mini series on sci-fi yeah that was the first version i saw too i think i saw it at your house Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and so this was the third iteration of Dune. Uh, so it was really, really interesting to see it um, told again, but in just like a really different way um, and just in extremely beautiful. Yeah. Um, and the sound design and the music were phenomenal. Yes. I was Han, Han Zimmer. Away. Like when I saw that Han Zimmer was doing the music for Dune, I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go." That's what I thought too. Because <laughs> like he he's he's kind of an archetype now. But just, here here comes the drums. He's going to do the never, drums. Never before has Han Zimmer's heavy-handed percussion section fit a movie so well. It, it's true. I was like, "There's going to be the drums, and then there's going to be the swelling horns, and then," but like he added in like. There's there's a lot of vocals in the score and there's a lot yep. of it's a really interesting yeah. uh really good vocalist I can't remember her name offhand um and then uh yeah and then like there's definitely themes for different for different peoples um and like yeah, the, he the wrote house melodies. A, the house Atreides theme comes in and it's played on the bagpipes and I was like uh-huh. whoa I didn't see that coming and it fits really really well and yeah I was just so impressed. Denny Villeneuve is the best filmmaker in Hollywood right now, man. It's just how it is. And seems that way. Even though his movies like I think Dune is doing pretty well, but like like Blade Runner did not do very well at all. Uh, it, critically it did, but like financially it didn't, but somehow mm-hmm. he was still able to be like can you give me 150 million dollars to make uh Dune? <laughs> And they were like, all right, you crazy French-Canadian bastard, here you go. Do it. Make Dune. See what happens. You like it uh, going to make it excellent? Uh, here you go. Here's Dune. It's only half, though. You want other half? You need to give me 150 <laughs> more million dollars. And uh, they were like, fuck. Fine. There was it's this so whole thing. <laughs> it seemed like they were trying to sabotage that movie from the get go. Like they released it a day early on HBO Max because they were doing that like day and date. Like it's coming out on streaming and in theaters at the same time. All of the Warner Brothers movies this year, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and you know they were like, "Dune's coming out a day early on streaming," and it's like, oh, "You guys just trying to kill the box office for this? So you don't have to make another one." And didn't, it didn't work. Like by Monday, they were like, "Yeah, Dune Part Two's coming. Fine, fine. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. So good." Um. <sighs> uh, although, I I thought that the the place that they chose to cut it in half was a little weird. This is my That's... one my one complaint with the with the movie is that it the ending felt a little anticlimactic, but I get that you want to have him reach the Fremen and introduce Chani in the first movie because otherwise it's 
a little weird if he just sees her in his dreams and then she doesn't show up until the second movie. Like you're supposed to like yeah. the romance between those two. Um, yeah, for sure. Like the, f- but the it did arc of the first movie was basically he's having visions. What are they about? Oh, this is basically what they're about. And you know, it will yeah. develop further in the next half of the book, but yeah, that was kind of the, the arc that tied that movie together. For sure. It, it did feel a little weird to, kind of do this whole big like oh the harkonnens you know they've been betrayed by the uh by the imperium and the harkonnens of att- spoilers again for dune if you haven't oh yeah we warned them you know um the harkonnens are attacking and they're killing off the atreides and lady jessica and paul are on the run and they you know they get to the uh the fremen safe house or whatever and the uh you know the Imperium soldiers and the the Harkonnen soldiers show up again, and and then they gotta, uh, you know, run away and they gotta fly into the sandstorm to escape, and then they crash, and it's like, oh, that seems like a really good place, and then they meet the Fremen. That seems like okay, that seems like a good place to leave the movie. You know, they they crash their their gyro chopter thing, and they gotta run from the from the worm, mm-hmm. which like the worm in fucking oh my gosh. It looks so good. It looks amazing. And that was, again, like, the sound design was blowing me away. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, it was so lush. So, um, you know, that would have been, like, a really good place to end it, which is, like, okay, they, they've been rescued by the Fremen. You know, it's done. But then it's, like, what if we just spend another 20 minutes or that one of the Fremen's real upset about them? be in there and they got to have a knife fight about it. <laughs> and it's like, maybe you could have opened the next movie with it, but then, you know, again, I think it's just because they wanted to introduce Chani and have her, you know, give him the, the sword or the knife, whatever made out of the tooth of the shy Halud. Mm-hmm, the Chris knife. Yeah. The Chris knife. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so whatever doesn't matter. Doom Part Two is happening. Get ready yep. for it, for sure. Honestly, I didn't know that it was only going to be the first half of the book. And having seen Dune a bunch of times, like I knew that there was still so much movie. And so then when it ended, my reaction was like, "No." <laughs> um, yeah, but there's so much going on, man. He's got to learn the weirding way. Mm-hmm. He's got to become Muad'Dib. Yep. Honestly, though, they, they introduced like, the sand shrew a couple of times, though. Yeah, he's a little cutie. <laughs> yeah. So he's gonna be like, I want to be named after the the sand shrew, and they're like, All right, Boadib. Okay, you want to be named after a Pokemon? That's fine. Yeah, cool. Uh, it is a Pokemon, isn't it? Wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, it is a sh- it's a shrew though, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, it's kind of a mouse. It's like a desert mouse. A mouse. What isn't a mouse kind of a shrew or a shrew kind of a mouse? Well, kind of. I don't know. They're all rodents. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I I love to Dune. Also, I'm very 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 pumped on on seeing more Dune, and I hope they keep making Dune movies after they finish the first book because no one's really done that. There's like a bad mini series version of 
Children of Children Dune. Children of Dune. Yeah. Yep. I, st- I think I remember starting to watch that as a kid and losing interest. <laughs> James uh, McAvoy's in it, I think. Oh, really? I think he plays. I think he plays Paul. Or interesting. Paul. Paul's son. I can't remember who's in. Messiah hmm. of Dune is still. Or Dune Messiah is still Paul Atreides. I think I think three might pick up with their children. Anyways, doesn't matter. I haven't read those books in a long time. Um. Yeah, I'm stoked. I want a whole Dune franchise, baby. Oh, I'd be so on board. Go all the way up to Chapter House and then cut it off. Don't do any of the sequels or prequels or anything that his son wrote. No one cares about that. No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah, Frank Frank Herbert's son has just been like cashing in on Dune by just writing hundreds of dune books with like another ghost writer kind of guy no kevin j anderson i think it's like the guy that wrote like some of the warcraft novels and like oh okay <laughs> i think he wrote like a star wars novel and like though mm-hmm. that kind of author he's just the guy that's like oh you got a a thing that already exists you want to write a book about it to make some cash right so he's just, they've just been churning out Dune books left and right. But, yeah. Anyways, now let's get into it. Let's shall. We watched uh, Arena. On the edge of our galaxy, there is a battleground where alien warriors compete for the ultimate prize. I am champion! Will a human do battle in the arena? Now, where is the challenger? Where humans have lost. You ever thought about the arena, Steve? It ain't gonna work. This guy's a human. What it takes to win. You're talking about arena fighting. It's not for me. Listen to them, Steve. They're calling for you. Give me a bunch. You could go right to the top. You're going to work for me. Nobody tells me what to do. Someone tried to poison him. Sorry, kid, but I'm afraid your fighting days are over. He's not going to get away with this. The fight is between me and Rogor. You can win this fight. He won't beat Now we kill him. Arena. We we watched Arena, which is a movie from 1989. Uh, and it takes place on a space station where there are fights between cybernetically enhanced aliens and no humans ever compete until now. Or like there used to be human competitors, but they're... But they're but they're they not able died. to keep up anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like too, became too dangerous for humans to compete, even though they have these like things that create a handicap to put both fighters on an even playing field, which is just a, a beam yeah, of light that shines kinda, on that's you. Kind of a plot hole, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit of a plot hole, and we'll get to the others <laughs> when we. Yeah. I don't know if there's that many plot holes in this. Actually, because honestly, the plot is pretty thin. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. It's a it's a thin it's basic, but it's fun. Yeah, 
It's like our hero, Steve Armstrong, Great lives name. on this <laughs> lives on this space station and uh, works in a kitchen with his uh, best mate, Shorty, who is basically uh, the chef character from the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yep, pretty much. In that he's a four-armed chef who is short and fat. Mm-hmm. That is his character, basically. Yeah, and he has a gambling problem. That's his. Oh, yeah, that does come up. Yeah, that's okay. his. That's his defining character trait. Uh, so, anyways, he, uh, they're they're pals, I guess, and uh, uh, Steve uh, gets in a fight at work one day with a like a fishman alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember why. I don't really uh, remember why either. I feel like I it, feel like he I feel like he was mouthing off to Shorty, and then Shorty said something about like, "Oh, I gotta go get my rod and pole" or something like that. Made some sort of fishing joke, and then uh, I think the alien started trashing the place. Oh yeah, again. So like, we watched, la- we, last time I saw a face like that was on the end of a hook or something. like That's that. what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wish, yeah. wish, wish. We we watched this a week ago. Yeah, with intermittent breaks to stop the flooding happening in your basement so <laughs> forgive us <laughs> yeah. if we're a little thin on the plot but also the plot was a little thin so i think we'll be okay yeah um, i think so and uh, anyways he kicks the crap out of this uh fish man and uh turns out that he was uh one of the like star fighters for quinn who's a, a fight manager and uh she uh it, it opens with a fight between an, a horn and an alien called spinner and Quinn's the manager of Spinner, and Spinner gets the shit kicked out of him. Oh, yeah. Doesn't do well. No. And he's like a cyborg dinosaur type alien, and he's like got sparks shooting out of him, and he's on fire at one point. And... Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, they send uh, some heavies to go beat up the guy that just beat up her fight champion, and what does he do? He beats them up. And uh-huh. she's like, you're a good fighter. You should fight for me. And he's like, hell no, baby. I don't go in for that kind of crap. I wanted to, but now I just cook and live in the sewer with my friend. Yeah, he was like, he was a contender on Earth and like went to some championships and is a fighter, yeah. which is how he's he was Marlon able Brando. to kick the fish guy's ass. But like yeah, he, on the waterfront, he, he could have been a contender. Yeah, he could have been a contender. But then he, <laughs> but then he hated the game. Like he came to the space station. I think it comes up and saw what the fights were now and how they're all uh, bad. I guess cyborg, I don't remember cyborg alien <laughs> fights. Yeah, I don't know. He 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 had a problem with it. He's like, not enough people are just wearing a plastic diaper with some shoulder pads and punching <laughs> each other. And that's that's the kind of fighting I want to do, honey. Mm-hmm. So. You can take your offer and shove it. Uh, and then uh, Rogor, the bad guy who owns who the casino. Who actually a pretty good job, I got to say. He's a pretty good villain. Yeah, oh yeah, no, he's good. He's, he's a good cre- villain. He's got really kind of slimy gravitas to him. Mm-hmm. That's like his oh, yeah. really like creepy intensity. Well, yeah, it's, it's good. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to hang out with him ever, and that's why he works as a villain. Yep. Because um, he's just gross. But so, anyways, he uh, he's the manager of Horn, who's like the number one seed, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's the, the champion. 
he's the champion, the reigning champion, and uh, what's his shorty stole some money from Rogor without realizing he stole some money from Rogor. Ro- Ro- Rogor. Rogor. Think think Ro- Rogaine or Rogor. Ro Rogor. Okay, there you go. To help you grow hair down there. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, uh, we're going to cut off his fingers unless you pay us back the money. And he's got uh, twice as many fingers as the normal man. So we're going to be cutting off a lot. And yeah, I remember saying he had like 12 hours and then they were going to cut off a finger every hour. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, but he has four hands that's a lot yeah. of time <laughs> it's that's you see so you got 12 hours and then they're gonna start cutting off fingers so that's 20 hours because he's got four hands so you've got like 32 hours to get the money yeah it's not bad it's not a bad deal actually kind yeah. of a fair villain <laughs> true yeah unless you're shorty in which case then you probably wouldn't be very up on that deal but uh yeah. but uh but even when he's being held captive He's playing cards with the guy who's like holding him captive and he's winning. Oh yeah, that's right. He's like taking his money. He's like, we might not even wait, uh, need to wait for the kid to get back. I might just clean you <laughs> out and pay off my debt right here. Uh, that was good. <laughs> um, so anyways, then he goes to Quinn and he's like, hey, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, I changed my mind. I'm back. I'm back in to fight. And she's like, great. Get your Get your diaper on. You're going in. And, yeah, and I uh, guess he like he asks for an advance or something like that. Yeah, he, like, he does because he like he like, like goes, goes to Quinn, signs up for fighting, and then comes back and frees Shorty by dropping a fat stack of cash on Rogor's desk. Yeah, and, and he shows Rogor, up and he makes Rogor's it rain. like that was like an hour. <laughs> you should come work for me. <laughs> yeah, he's like you got forty thousand credits in an hour. <laughs> you want a job? And he's like, No, I got a job. I'm fighting now. That's right. And. That was a bit weird in terms of like plotting. It's like, oh, that that tension was relieved very quickly. <laughs> yeah. In the span of about five minutes, you're like, oh, I hope Shorty doesn't lose too many fingers to like. Oh, no, actually, no, he's fine. Yeah, he's totally fine. He's gonna that was fine. just that was that was how he was gonna sign up for fighting because he was he didn't want to at first. He's the reluctant hero. He's the reluctant hero. So he straps on his diaper and his hockey pads, and he oh, yeah. jumps in the ring, and he's like. Who am I fighting? And they're like, that slug over there. <laughs> that slug and with, with like <laughs> like grasshopper legs? Grasshopper legs and like pointy, pointy nipples. Ooh, the pointiest nipples. <laughs> at, like least, at least six of them. Giant spikes sticking out of its nipples. And, Which never came uh, into play. I was disappointed. Like someone, yeah. someone in the costume department made a very bold choice to make extremely pointy nipples and like it's Chekhov's nipple spikes isn't it yeah it is that's exactly what it is you're gonna put spiky nipples on your alien in the first act they better spike someone in the third act or else (laughs) what are you doing yeah um so that that was was the first big disappointment of the movie (laughs) oh we should uh say that this is actually coincidentally this is the second erwin yablons joke uh joint in a row he was also the producer on Halloween 3 and the original Halloween. Oh, that's right. That's right. Interesting. So, yeah, this was like he had a short-lived career and this was like near the tail end of it. But he was like a, a guy a guy in the 80s making shit. 
at some point. Yeah. Good for him. I guess. Yeah. Probably. Um, that's kind of just a fun fact, but the same guy that produced Halloween, the immortal classic Halloween, also produced this shit. <laughs> yep. Which, I don't even know if I'd call it shit, because, like, overall, I think there's actually some some decent uh, takeaways in this movie. The makeup and special effects look pretty good. Actually, yeah, like, it, it, it have... looked old, for sure, you know. Um, oh, yeah, but, like, if you compare fr- it's it to... from, what was it, 80... 89. 89? Yeah, and it well, felt like it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, compared to other, you know, things of that era other sci-fi crap that we've watched on this show that came out or you know around the same time it looks better than that true very true um but yeah let's 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 finish off the the plot before we recap our feelings yeah i mean there's not a lot of plot left honestly he's like he fights the slug yeah. monster and then they're like oh you can fight diaper man why don't you keep fighting in that diaper and yeah. uh he he does and he's like working his way up the Basically, it's just a montage. He just he punches his way up the table, and they're like, mm-hmm. he's got to have a shot at the title. And Rogor's like, damn, I must interfere with him through sex. <laughs> <laughs> and so he I sends... I mean, yeah, uh, that is what happens. <laughs> it is what happens. <laughs> There's this lounge <laughs> singer that they've been seeing uh, uh, singing on a hologram. Which, like, again, Star Wars holiday special vibes. Yes, absolutely. Like, very reminiscent of the Jefferson Starship <laughs> bit in the Star Wars holiday yep. special. First thing I thought of. It was bad. So, one one callback to the Star Wars holiday special? Coincidence. Two? I think not. Mm. <laughs> Someone was a fan. Yablonski. Yeah. However you say uh, Yablons. Irwin. Irwin Yablons. Um... So, so yeah, he uh, he's gonna fight Horn, and and Rogor's like calls up his uh, lounge singer, and he's like, "Hey, baby, you need to go uh, seduce seduce uh, Armstrong there, and make sure that he doesn't, uh, you know, win, T- tire him out." What was her name again? The that character it was something like Jade. Jade. Right, Jade was the the singer. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and she had great, great hair. Like, oh, hair, yeah, she had great hair. Just the 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 most volume of that. She kind had the of, most like, hair. Eighties frizz that was just on point. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she, you know, seduces him. And and they make love with all no night. effort at all. By the way, with no effort at all, she Steve basically was rocks super up. Into it. Yeah, yeah, because he's a you know straight white man in the eighties. Mm-hmm. She's like sex, and he's like, yes, please. Yep, that was it. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, they're doing the Rocky thing, you know, like women weaken legs, <laughs> no sex the night before the fight, kind of thing. And uh, I'm like, that's that's great, but then also she just poisons him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you could have just you could have done double that before. Tapping. <laughs> <laughs> double tapping. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Um <laughs> but she could have just poisoned him before having sex with him. That's true. But, you know, he's a fit man. He's kind of handsome. His jawline is pretty angular. Rather. Maybe she 
Maybe uh-huh. she maybe she was into it. I don't know. Oh, she she defos was. Like she was she yeah. was on board and you know, later Rogor is like, I think you're developing feelings for that boy. And she's like, No, I'm not. But I don't have feelings for him, but if he like won the fight and wanted to take me out to dinner and we wouldn't get married and have like five kids, like I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically the vibe. It's basically, um, yeah. But, like, I don't have, like, feelings. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's, like, poisoned as hell, which comes across yeah. as him being just extremely drunk. Yeah, he plays it very drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, let me, um, I'm ready to fight. Get me on the arena. Put on my diaper. Yeah. And... Yeah, diaper. I'll fight Horn. I'll fight any. I'll fight all 12 of you fuckers. <laughs> And, and Quinn is like, they're oh like, boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what did you get up to last night? He's like, none of your business. That's my private business, not sweetheart. And uh, she's like, okay, all right, you, you fucked the singer. Great. Yeah, um, she figures that out instantly. <laughs> and she's like, do you know who that singer works for? It's Rogor, in case he didn't yeah. know that. Also, women weak in legs. <laughs> She's the Mickey character. <laughs> Clearly. That would have been better, actually, if she was, like, really, really grizzled and just, like, yelled at him a lot. I would like that. She was very gruff yeah. for, for a lot of the movie. Um, she was like, but, don't yeah. go hanging around the lounge singer. You gotta fight Tamara. Like, that would have been great. Yeah, I would have been <laughs> on board for that, for sure. But, um, anyways, yeah, so they they shoot him up with some anti-drug Yep, and uh, they're like, "Is he gonna be fine, Doc?" And he's like, "Well, he's not gonna be a hundred percent, and I'm not taking responsibility if he dies." Yeah, and uh, the fight commissioner's like, "Great, we can have the fight." Yep. Uh, so yeah, they start the fight, but then also Rogor has uh, uh, commissioned his lackey, uh, Weasel, uh, to um, mess with the handicap at some point during the fight. Like we need, you know, he's like, we need the fight to go on long enough so that it looks, you know, like it uh, could be going somewhere, and then, you know, maybe in the third round or whatever, just start to increase the handicap on, on uh, Armstrong there, so that he doesn't, uh, he can't win, and then Horn, Horn beats him, and I think that's what he was also doing. There was something in the first fight; he was doing the same thing, but we didn't quite know what was going on at that point. No, I think that was just us seeing the lights that was like, that's the handicap being in place. Because uh, there's another character no, but, named, but like... No, he, but he, he, he does that thing where he like calls up Weasel, like, Weasel, do it. He's like, okay. Uh, Weasel went and like injected someone with something. He drugged someone. Oh, is that what he did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it, it was Horn. I think he... he just went and like gave Horn a stim or something like that. Oh, okay. So he just like gave him some, just boosted him. Yeah, because okay. there's there's another character. I think their name is Brain, and their their head is all fucked oh, up yeah. and cybernetic. And they're from Shorty's neck of the woods. And it's actually Brain who comes to Weasel, and then Weasel brings it to Rogor of being like, "Hey, we think we could hack in to the handicap system." Right. And Rogor's like, "No one's ever been able to do that. That's extremely risky. I don't want to get busted for this shit. Don't do it. That's a dumb idea." And then only when Steve Armstrong, after being drugged, shows up in the fight and he looks at Jade and is like, you didn't do your fucking job. Yeah. Then he calls Weasel and is like, do it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have banged him more. Yep. Uh, yeah. Should have triple tapped. But, uh, and she's like, I will when he becomes champion. Maybe. <laughs> if he wants to. I don't know. I don't even care that much. Um, so then so, Brain and Weasel go up. And Brain right. is like plugging the system into their skull. Because they've got weird cybernetic stuff going on. Um, yeah. And Weasel Which, is like dealing with some electric shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like increasing the handicap. So it's harder. Harder for Steve to to fight, right? He's like, I feel like I got no energy out there. I'm dying out there, man. Um, yeah. Which again, then, like, if there's this handicap thing that makes it so that every fight is even, why was it that humans suddenly were unable to keep up? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, especially it should since be that like, anyone can fight Horn on equal footing. That should be what happens with this handicap handi- idea. Yeah, if the handicap is working properly. Um, but then also, like, why do the fighters need to have, like, cybernetic enhancements? Because, like, they don't come into play, really. Like, it's not like anyone's got, like, a, you know, buzzsaw for a hand or anything like that. Or, like, laser eyes or nipples or anything like that. Yeah, I know. It's just straight up boxing. <laughs> it's pretty much, yeah, it's just, like, kind of bad boxing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> is what that's happens. That's all it is. Right? So, it's like, yeah. No, humans should be able to compete on equal footing with any alien if this hmm. if this magical handicap technology is is working the way it is supposed to or says it is but yeah so yeah i don't know that's that's kind of the big like flaw of logic in the plot yeah um, for sure but you know shorty goes and busts up uh weasel and brain which leads to one of the best uh head explosions the fantastic head explosion and all the power just surges back in down the cables into brain's brain i guess and just like explodes the computer in in their head and they and brain's brain gets brained yeah there's just brains all over the place and then uh you know steve armstrong does the does the does the win he does the fight and they win yep all of a sudden his energies come back to him and punches and kicks the crap out of horn yeah Becomes champion and then rogor's like ah drat yep and then jade just like gets up and walks away from rogor and rogor was like come back to me and she's like no like no i'm gonna go say hi to steve and if he wants to take me out to dinner and make me his wife like whatever that's fine i guess it's cool and then yeah so then she who like she's obviously into steve and is obviously like remorseful for having like poisoned him yeah and so she walks out onto the stage um or into the arena or whatever as they're celebrating and is like steve and steve turns and looks and quinn turns and looks and she's there and instead of exchanging any words, Quinn walks up to her and punches her out. And then they just go off together. Yep. And I'm like, like I I I get it, but it it felt really mean to me. <laughs> it did it did feel a bit mean, yeah. Like um, it would have been a lot nicer if there was like a redemption for her where she's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I I am filled with regret and I'm into you. And he could have been like, 
either like, okay, well, let's work on it, or no, I can't forgive you. But instead, Quinn, who's not a part of this relationship, <laughs> goes and punches him out. And it's kind of implied that it's because Quinn is into Armstrong. Yeah, even like, though they have no chemistry. None at all. And it's like, oh, the, <laughs> it's like, oh, he fell for the bad girl, so now he's going to be with the good girl. But the good girl yeah. is also kind of bad and, like, punches her out. And then they're going to be happily ever after. But, like, it's not explored or explained. No. And so it just felt really mean. <laughs> like, he had more chemistry with Jade, honestly. But, like, oh, yeah. even then, not a lot. But I mean, he didn't really have a lot of chemistry with anyone. No. He I was... shorty. That's trash. He does have some good shorty moments. Maybe they yeah. should have ended up together, actually. They're buds. That would have been cute. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh That's the movie Arena. Didn't end, the movie <laughs> didn't end on an awesome freeze frame, even though it really deserved to. Yeah. Freeze frame of Steve getting hoisted up in the air with his hands way up in his diaper. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then the credits just roll. Right over top of that cod piece. Yeah, we were hoping for it, but um, didn't happen, unfortunately. But there was yeah. a really good like like sports um, commentator that had some. Oh good lines. yeah, and the movie did end with that sports commentator. So at least it was it was still the sports good. commentator was good. He was funny. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like this movie. I mean, honestly, I kind of did too. I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it deserves a one big pile of shit rating. No, um, not at all. Because it was, yeah, like kind of fun. And so I'm Wait. stuck. Is like it was it? I would put just this on with my movie? friends, or like, or because we didn't like the parts that were good weren't because it was so bad, but also it wasn't a good movie. So which which of our two remaining ratings is it really meant to have? For me, I'm going to say this is craptacular. It's craptacular. I think if you put this on with a group of friends and you, you crack open some bevies and you sit around and, and laugh at it, make fun of it as you're watching it, I think it would be a really good time. Yeah, and that's um, that's what a craptacular movie is all about right there. Yeah. Like, it's not like Galaxy Invader level craptacular where you're like, oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck is happening on this screen? This is bonkers. But it's yeah. like, this movie is like dumb and goofy and like we can we can laugh at it and and not be, you know, like it's not, no one in their right mind would ever say this movie is a good movie. Yeah, that's true. You can't say that about <laughs> Arena. <laughs> you can't say that it is like objectively a good movie, but you could definitely get a lot of entertainment out of it watching it. Yeah, and, it was and making fun of it with your friends. It's, it was it was fun, for sure. Yeah, it's it's very inoffensive in a lot of ways. I'd say it's like yeah, like you know, it's not it's not horrible. It's not so. I guess it is so bad that it's good, but even then, it's on like the very like. It's like the family friendly so bad it's good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah. It's like craptacular light. Yeah. Diet craptacular. Diet craptacular. I was just about to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's Arena. Um What a what a fun fun little romp. Um I think anything else we want to talk about this film? Anything else you wanted to bring up? Oh, we should up? guess the uh Guess the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yes, we are with the Rotten Tomatoes. That's my bad. That's me being 
Yeah, so this was 89 and... 1989. Let me see if it's on. Kind of inoffensive. Ooh, okay. So I'll tell you right up top. There is not enough reviews on Rotten Tomatoes to have a tomato meter score. There's only one reviews. Oh, shoot. One reviews. uh, It is a one review. It is a fresh review. It says, I guarantee a good time going into this Star Wars clone. Not accurate, but okay. Um, but there yeah, is an audience right. score, so if you want to, if you want to guess the audience score, okay, audience score. Um, I feel like, given the time it came out, it probably wouldn't have been that well received, and we're just kind of laughing at it because it's a stupid old movie. So I'm gonna or guess. You gotta guess audience score though. Is like since the internet has existed, people have been rating this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that's that's fair. That's the audience. I still, I, yeah, I feel like it'll be. I feel like it'll be less than fifty though. So. It is less than 50. So. Okay, cool. I'm going to guess, like, 40. Mm. Do I have to have one more guess? A little bit lower. 32. 33. 33. Ooh, that was really close. You're so, so close. 33. Well, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it more than that, but oh, well. <laughs> oh, definitely. This is, like a, this is like a 55 in my books. Yeah, legit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was Arena. Uh, it, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, I wish that we could submit Rotten Tomato scores so that we could, whenever mm. we find these ones that don't have enough reviews for a score, we could add ours. I wonder if we could get certified. I wonder if we have enough episodes that we could get Rotten Tomato certified. We should look into that. That'd be fun. We should look, we should look into that. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. We uh. We have a VHS tape of this movie that uh, yeah. i'm probably gonna throw up on our etsy shop the retro shop tacular yes i love that name honestly it was like good quality too we were really, really good quality. <laughs> it's fun it has a i got it i got it right here it's got a sticker on it it's an old rental copy so i wasn't expecting a lot but it's got a sticker on here it says a diamond in the rough meeting this which so i think they're trying to go like hey you should rent this it's actually not bad yeah and it's like no the, one the, did the staff pick sticker <laughs> yeah clearly didn't work <laughs> from uh uh, colossal video in um, Welland, Ontario. Wow, things traveled across the country. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, the other nice thing about this movie: ninety-seven minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Tight. Very tight. Yeah. So it's like a diamond in the rough, and it's like okay, so you know, no one rented this tape. <laughs> this is like. I think there was like one little skip in it where like the picture kind of went whoop for like one second. Yeah. Like other than that, tracked perfectly, looked pretty clean. <laughs> yeah, that was good. We're going to throw it up on the shop. People can people can buy it there if they want it. Uh, one lucky listener can buy it there if they want it. Uh, is that the show? I think that's the show. I think that's the show. All right. We will be back next month with our Christmas episode. Oh, no. Sorry. Ooh. We got to do... Uh, we got to do that's not the show. We got to do uh the we had another listener question this week. If you want to oh. If you want to submit a question, hit us up at retrocrappod at gmail.com. This one comes from Cassie. Uh Cassie doesn't say where she's from. Uh but it says, "Is there a movie you've watched that you wish you could unsee?" Mm-hmm. Um and that's it. I, Cassie, I wish you had let uh let us know if there was a movie that you wished you could have un- you could unsee. Um. 
Yeah. I'd be curious. Yeah. Hit, hit, hit us I, back I like up. When, Let us know your answer. Yeah, yeah. Shoot us back another one. I, I like when people answer their own questions. Um, I have one. I mean, there's probably a few on this podcast that I've just, in my mind, I've just unseen. <laughs> um, but, like, the one that came to mind, and, like, maybe this is, like, a cheap answer. I don't know. But the one that came to mind immediately was The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> oh, I bet it. But like, you can't, you you can't not have seen it. Is the thing because it's the I know, right? I know. I mean, um, I mean, there's some other like there are movies that we have done that have been like obliterated from my mind completely. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of this, like they did not register at all. Like I'm looking through here, uh, the Forbidden World. Don't remember anything about that movie. Mm. Uh, I think maybe that was the one where someone's about to get murdered by an alien and then it keeps cutting back to like a flashback of them having sex. I don't know what what you're talking about. (laughs) Maybe that was something else I watched. Um, Was that just a dream you had last night? Maybe. Maybe that was my dream last night. Uh, What like... There's like movies we watched like... Like, not that long ago. Like, Honestly, Battlefield I'm... Earth. I barely remember what happens in Battlefield Earth. Oh, I remember that one pretty vividly. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I remember John Travolta travolting about. Yep, that was most of the movie. And I remember that the guy that's, like, the main character is super boring. Oh, yeah. Not a character. I don't know. Yeah, movies I could... I wish I could unsee. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as our own podcast goes, the one that I would that I would put at the top of like ones I could forget. It's, it's going to be hollow man. <laughs> oh yes. Hollow man is um, fucking bad. We've talked about it so much on this podcast yeah. and all those hollow man fans that want to trash our YouTube comment section. Screw you. <laughs> it's a terrible. Movie. Oh yeah. It's like our most viewed episode on YouTube and it's all people being like, fuck you. This movie's great. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. Paul Verhoeven has made so many better movies. Go watch RoboCop, you dicks. Um, I do actually have a, a story of a, of a movie that I wish that I had never seen. Um, that I saw as a kid. Okay. Um, and for a very long time, as in like mm, 20 years, I have been scarred by one scene of a movie that I never knew what the movie was until last week. When I Ooh. discovered what the movie actually okay. was. Okay. I'm intrigued now. You have my attention. As a kid, I was there was a movie on TV. I don't think I watched all of it because I ran away. But there was some sort of goblin-like creature that had, with the use of some sort of magic, wrapped up a girl in like a burlap sack. And she fell onto a table. And he said something along the lines of, you'll be having my wee ones, as he used his claw to start tearing open the burlap sack and her clothes at the same time. I've been scarred by that ever since. It was horrifying. Last week, I'm on Prime Video looking for a movie that I want to watch that evening. And I come across a series a long series of movies 
and I recognize the face on the cover as that goblin creature. Leprechaun? It was Leprechaun. Yeah. Specifically, Leprechaun Ooh. 2 is where Leprechaun this two. scene comes okay. from. And I don't I think like, I've seen Leprechaun 2. I've never seen Leprechaun 1, but apparently I've seen Leprechaun 2, and it scarred me, and I wish that I never had. It was really, really disturbing. Ugh. I've seen Leprechaun 1, and I've seen Leprechaun in Space, and Leprechaun in the Hood. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Um... But I just thought of a movie, actually, oh. while you were telling that story that I, I wish I could unsee. I mean, like, Rise of Skywalker is maybe a movie I wish didn't exist. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I gotcha. <laughs> but uh, a movie that I wish I'd never seen and also wish I'd, you know, didn't exist is there's a movie came out that stars Danny McBride and James Franco and Natalie Portman hmm. somehow got dragged into this. I don't know how. Uh, maybe she had to pay off some back taxes and <laughs> just did this movie for, but it's called Your Highness. Your Highness. And it's directed by David Gordon Green, who directed like the new Halloween movies and um, all the real girls and George Washington like and uh, Prince Avalanche. Like he's done some really good like indie movies, but he had this like weird period in his career where he was doing these like big studio comedies, like The Babysitter with Jonah Hill and like stuff like that. Hmm. Um, and he was just doing these like stupid comedies. Um, and this it was like this medieval fantasy movie. Um, starring yeah, Danny. It's like a stoner medieval fantasy movie. A stoner medieval fantasy movie. It's so awful. I actually never finished it. Wow. I walked. I walked out of the theater. Ooh, it was one of those. And. And walked into another theater. <laughs> and wow. just watched something. I was like, "What? what's playing Insidious? Sure, I'm going to go see that. And I just like walked into that theater and caught the last half of Insidious. Because I was like, I had this movie. I made it like 20 minutes in. Wow, that's brutal. It's atrocious. So, anyways, yeah. Your Highness is my answer. Cassie, thank you for your question. I'd uh, love to yeah. know if there's a movie that inspired you to ask that question. Um, so, yeah, other, other than that, I think that is the show. I think we did it. All right. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, like we said, retrocrappod at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can go to linktr.ee slash retrocrappod. All of our links are there. The uh, link to the Abbots for Disaster Relief Fund is there. If you can help out, that would be great. Uh, we mm-hmm. have a Patreon that has some fun, uh, you know, commentary tracks and a couple bonus episodes and things like that on there. If you want to uh, subscribe, I think it's pretty. I can't remember what it's like three bucks a month. It's pretty cheap. Um, I don't remember. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> other than that, I think that is the show. We will be back with our Christmas episode next month. We are watching Elves. Which is a movie oh. that stars uh, Grizzly Adams fighting Nazis who make uh, weird little elf creatures. So Nazi Christmas elf versus oh, Grizzly boy. Adams next month. Uh, yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> um, can't wait. And uh, until next time, keep watching crap. Did I get everything? Yeah, that was everything. Yeah, that's like a tightest extra whatever.